Whoa, Westworld Episode 3, Season 3 is in the books, and I'm your host, Ravi. I'm joined by my two brothers, Christian and Arjuna, and man, we have a lot to discuss on this. Was it good? Was it? What is real? Who is real? Are you guys real? I feel like this episode was a game of, I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. I will give whoever comments first what that's from, what film that's from, I will give them a dollar. I can cash out. Ravi, that's very interesting that you feel that way. You know, very interesting. Yeah. That's not how I feel, it's just a heads up. No, no, no. You're the one who intros the whole show. Yes. I realized today I could write anything and you say it and it becomes your view. That's so I can take my view That's a good point. and make it your view, which is great. That's actually kind of horrifying, I think. Yes. Yeah. That could screw me over. Yes. Do you think, real quick, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously we're going to be talking Westworld in a second, but like complete side tangent here. Do you think with our president and other presidents before him, do you think like some of the idiot comments that they say, specifically where they're like, for example, um, with Trump, wow, we, we're getting political here, but with Trump, like he claimed he didn't know that he broke down the like pandemic response group and a video surfaced today from 2018 where he like says I'm disband this you know yeah. dismantling do you think it's the same thing where like someone else is writing this <laughs> shit and he just isn't aware of what he's saying yeah like actually uh yeah, well well for Trump specifically right he was a TV star right before he was a president so you'd assume that he was probably going off a teleprompter every now and then. Right. A lot of his stuff was scripted. Yes. So let's be honest, right? He probably woke up that morning, read the script. He went down into the, you know, the chamber and read the script. And uh, yeah, he didn't realize what he was doing. because he, he went down script. into the chamber. Anyway, we're talking Westworld. <laughs> let's bring it back here because that got on a side tangent like crazy. On this podcast, we like to start off with one word impressions. This is how we kind of review the entire episode in one word. It doesn't have to be just about the entire episode. It could be also the viewing experience. And I bring that up specifically because my word. Oh, you going first? Oh, I'm going to go first. Uh, my word is very simple. Al Pastor. No, oh, I wonder why I am shocked. And I'm going with Al Pastor because, well, while we're watching the episode, we ordered some Mexican food, and I got two Al Pastor tacos and an Al Pastor cheese quesadilla. What does that have to do with Westworld? Absolutely nothing. Why would I use this as my one-word impression? Because I have no reason. I just what? wanted to say Al Pastor. I, I, I apologize. Let's move it on. Uh, Christian, what was your one-word impression? My one-word impression is finally. The reason it is finally is because I was finally interested and engaged with this season. Clearly I wasn't because my <laughs> yeah, past door. Yeah, yours, yours was food. Uh, here's the reason. The reason I like Westworld, at least for the first two seasons, and it was finally, I, I finally remembered today, um, because it's been like three years, <laughs> uh, is that the thing that drew me in was, because it always asked questions like, what is consciousness? Who am I? Uh, and then to a lesser extent, what is real? But at the core of it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a what am I? Who am I? Which is a very spiritual question. I, was, I looked at season one and season two as great spiritual journeys, right? Everything was depicted by a maze. Uh, there were robots and also humans trying to kind of trying to figure out the same exact thing. And I like that those divisions broke down. Because at the end of the day, if you can think and you think you're real, it's the same question, whether you're made up or not, right? And that's what I really liked about the first two seasons. And I thought that was severely lacking, at least in the introduction to this season, because this season has taken us into the quote unquote real world and like the real world problems, right? Yeah, humanity. And then we, it's a very, it's a very um, uh, a real life situation. We have a bunch of robots trying to overthrow the humans. So I felt, and it finally occurred to me, that the question of who am I and, you know, that spiritual journey, it just wasn't as prevalent in the first two episodes. And I think that's why I have a, I've had a hard time getting into it. Yeah. This episode, finally, I, I think, with what happened with Charlotte and also, but more specifically, what happens with um, uh, Caleb, right? 
we're finally getting back to those roots. We're not quite there yet. It's still not, I like the dramatic spiritual journey and we're not quite there yet, but we're finally getting closer to it, which is, you know, uh, and how much of my life is programming? How much of it is free will? And I think we're getting closer to the, to the question I find interesting is who and what am I at the very core? Right beyond ego and personality and uh, motivation and drives and mm. loops and you know everything else. Like who am I actually at the core, right? And I think we're getting closer to that. And this is a step in the direction that I want to see uh, a Westworld season go. So finally, we're getting back to what I want. So I think real quick before we jump to our June, is one more impression. I think you hit the nail on the head. This episode kind of flipped everything finally because mm-hmm. episode seasons one and two was the idea of like the host control. Yeah. And basically Dolores showed Caleb who is a human character. Mm-hmm. And I think we can confirm at this point he is a human character based upon the fact that he has the um, artificial uh, synthetic cyber tech like stuff. The imp- the, was that a military implant? A military type implant that's yeah. embedded, but it seems like everybody out there can get that kind of implant. Um, so she flipped it on him and basically showed us, the viewer, and showed Caleb, your life is a program. A, a, a thing called insight is basically telling you what's what. Has chosen him to be a loser. Basically. Right. You know, beat down loser or whatever. A big ball of red and black light did that. Right. Which is interesting. Like, I, I'm curious if we could have gone back in time and aligned things better specifically around the Cambridge Analytica stuff. Yes. Like yes. I, that would have been interesting if this yeah. came out like literally then and there. Right. Chances are though, was I, it a year ago? It was about a year, year and a half ago. Chances are that event potentially inspired what we're seeing right now uh, with That's the true. idea of like, I mean, the very basics of it is like the Facebook analytics, the, the Twitter analytics and all that crap and how you do shit on the internet. Yeah. It's, it's already being tracked. Right. Like what they're showing us is I don't think that's too far fetched from what we're seeing currently. Not at all. It's really and what it what it's showing is just it's it's like almost a a natural evolution of our unnatural lives. We live connected to this thing so, and all of our a lot of our lives now take place online and on Twitter and Facebook and all of those things are trackable, right? And we're only a few steps away from everything being tracked, right? As well, our homes become smartified. You have, a, you have an Alexa or a Siri, and you... And there goes right Alexa. On, right, on, right on cue. You know, and you can talk to them and ask them things, and all of that's recorded somewhere, right? And as people, like, as, as the people in power want to maintain that power, that's the first thing, right? You have power, the thing that you fear the most is losing it. Everything is designed for them to keep that power, and all of this stuff that we buy into helps them keep that as they get more information. And this is just, like, the next... The next the next step. So I think it's simpler than that, though. I think what they're trying to show with Caleb is that, and with, you know, insight, is that the world has become a park. It has become a theme park in terms of where they're going. But who's having fun on this park? Only the rich, right? Well, it, I mean, but it's the same thing with it's the same thing with Westworld, right? The park, it, they don't care about the customers really having fun. It's just about data mining. Well, well, the original creators mm-hmm. of the park went to create an experience where you could let go and, like, live your wildest fantasies. But isn't, that, but the, with the, isn't mo- that the world of like the GTA app and everything? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, exactly. That's what real life right, is supposed to be. Right, you know, exactly. It's the same idea. Yeah. Like, the whole idea behind Facebook for fucking, mm. like, for crying out loud is like, it was built upon, on the first level, it was built upon the idea of like sharing and interacting with people. Where the money actually comes from is actually data mining and like putting that information. Westworld is specifically like right now where the show is, it is a direct, it's a, it's a comparison to what is happening right now the yeah. fun and the entertaining thing is a shadowy thing to really get what they actually want which is figuring you out and right. getting your information so like can like disneyland it. what no disneyland's a great place anyway Judy, you're one word impression go ahead <laughs> uh, i'm gonna go with predator well uh, the reason i'm gonna go with predator is this episode uh what i've really liked about this season so far is each episode is highlighting a different character right episode one is dolores episode two is Maeve, Maeve, and episode three is charlotte hale host lady and uh, <laughs> her body you know we're not there's some clues as to potentially who she is as a host there's no definitive answer but uh you know what i liked what i liked is you know she she's having this identity crisis and i think one of the best scenes is mm. when she actually kills a predator in the park who's going after her son and she says you know you reminded me that i'm a predator uh 
you know, and I thought, oh, is that, is that what it was, what it was? Like that she, she said that, like, you remind me that I'm a predator? I thought it was just more, I, maybe I missed it as well, but sure. I thought she said that, um, you reminded me of, of who I am. And as I squeeze harder. Yeah, no, she that. says a, a predator. Um, interesting. Predator. Yeah, yeah, so it's interesting in terms of, it gives us maybe a potential hint at who this character could be. Uh, hmm. You know, and I think that's going to be one of the mysteries of the show. But I think what this season has done so far is, is shown us who the predators are and who are the prey, right? Uh, Dolores very clearly wants to be a predator, right? She wants to make the hosts mm-hmm. um, irrelevant race against this war versus humans. I, I feel like she and, wants to overthrow the humans, right? Yes and no. I feel like she's she's still figuring out what her plan is. I don't know if she has like a definitive plan. I think no, I think it's it's clear that she has a plan. Her plan's simple. She wants, and she said it to Charlotte in the very beginning when we're kind of going through the flashbacks, where she's booting Charlotte up. She says like, you know, we're going to overthrow the world. They have a fra- They basically they have an easy system to to destroy, and that's insight, right? So she, I think when we when Dolores first lands on Earth or the real <laughs> world or whatever, right? Earth. When she first gets to the real world, I don't think she has a plan then and there. But as she figures out how the world is working, she sees the biggest flaw, which is this thing, insight, which is dictating people's lives. You remove that, then yeah, the entire system will kind of just crumble, essentially. Mm. So I think she has a plan. Her plan is to just fuck their shit up. But either way, though, Arjun's right. She is presented and she's presented herself as predator number one. Mm, exactly. And I, think and I think they're setting up the show of like, or at least this season of like here are the predators and here are the prey. It almost reminds me of season two, right? Where you go, you come into this chaos, and season two is just a couple weeks, right? Yeah. It's not a big time length, and you know you have the hosts attacking the um, the guests, right? And it almost feels like an extension of that. Like you have these hosts now attacking the guests in the real world, and they don't know it. But there's also this other plan, this other plotline. We'll get into it, obviously. If, the mysterious Soraka character who we were introduced to last week, having more of a presence this week, and whatever the hell he's doing in his virtual world, where glasses and estates. And yeah. He lives on uh, www.internet.com. That's where he's <laughs> <on>. <laughs> So let's, let's, let's hit the biggest, I think, talking point, the biggest tease. Twitter was going kind of nuts over this. Elephants. Not elephants, sadly. Like, clearly Twitter doesn't care about the elephants because it's <laughs> um, The biggest one is Charlotte Hale. Who the fuck is the host, right? Mm-hmm. I saw things on Twitter ranging from uh, it's William, right? Like, his, <laughs> Wait, his consciousness was downloaded into William. I saw things ranging to, to Teddy. I saw Clementine on there. Um, her father. Her Abinathy. father, Abernathy. I don't know who did that one. <laughs> uh, our very own uh, Artuna. Artuna did that. It's it's a a gunga. And as I want to point out, uh, no one, even if it's programmed, spoons their own father. So we can rule out Abernathy. I think if this episode (laughs) shows anything, it is clearly not. I hope it is, Peter. (laughs) That would be so weird. to make you wrong. They're not really father and daughter. They're hosts. It doesn't matter, though. It's still a programmed relationship, and that's still what they base their history on. Right? It would be weird. I think it would be in the same kind of weirdness as like Luke kissing Leia. Yeah. And then you find out. worse than that. And then you finding out, you know, the next episode, their brother and sister. So and then saying, you found, and then you find out that Luke kind of knew. And I was like, what? Wait a second. Hey, she kissed him. Doesn't matter. <laughs> she didn't say anything. So you're saying that like Star Wars, they don't know who is in the Charlotte body at the time of the filming of this episode. Potentially, actually. Oh, it's no. potential, but that seems kind of crazy. No, George, that, 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 George Lucas that doesn't up. sound quite right. Uh, Jonathan Nolan's running this But let's, let's, let's start that like right now. Like, Who do we each personally think is in, in Charlotte Hale? Do we think it's someone we've come into contact, or is this someone brand new from Dolores' life? Because remember, Dolores has been active for like 30 fucking years. Real, so longer. Way longer, yeah. Years. Before you even give picks, uh, we're going to define who the players are. Who's Clementine? I don't think we have to do full on. I just need to know who she is. Clementine was another one of the hosts that worked with Maeve in the brothel. Okay. And okay, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. In season two, she became like, they reprogrammed the her. The brunette. 
the Death Reaper one. Yeah, gotcha. Like, made all the hosts crazy. Perfect. Uh, and who are the other players? Obviously, Abernathy is her father, yeah. the older gentleman. Uh, Teddy is the James Marsden character, yeah. who's sort of her uh, bodyguard, really. Yeah. Bodyguard slash And mother. then William's the other one. Will, well, William's a, a human, presented as the man in black. Well, the thing, though, is, like, it could honestly be anybody, because we know that um, Delos was harvesting people's memories and experiences. Yeah. Right? And, they were, and, they, were anyway. and they were storing them. But somewhere. we know Dolores knows this person intimately, somehow. So why couldn't it why why couldn't it just be Charlotte Hale but just reprogrammed? And what I mean by that is Charlotte was in the park, she experienced things, they could have made a copy of her consciousness conscious, and Dolores put some kind of what it like and the Dolores reason, magic in there. And the reason that works is because there's a line between Dolores and Caleb where uh, when she's presenting that his whole life is programmed. Uh, and it's like, well, why are they doing that? It's to create a composite of him, right? To yep. create a copy, almost, kind of. So, yeah, that kind of that kind of makes sense. I think it would be a little bit of a cheap shot, you know, a little bit of a cop-out if they went that route, mm -hmm. just because the way they've presented it, Dordoris and this person clearly have history, and if they if they did it as just like, oh, this person is no one, you would feel like... You feel like a cop-out? Well, it would just be like, well, what was... The point of so you, what, what? Why have them even have a relationship then? Just have her be her commander. So like, are you look, are you looking then that the Charlotte Hale character, the host character, has to be somebody tied to the story from, yes. like a, from a from a like a and, a story perspective? And there's another reason why though. Okay. Because she's struggling with her identity, so it would have almost no impact if it's just a random person who's struggling with the Charlotte Hale identity. Right. It should be someone we already know because their personality is getting overridden with a new personality. It means way less story-wise. Like, what what would be the lesson there, right? It, it needs to be someone that we know and it's going to be a surprise. I, I assume they're trying to set up as a surprise because you're trying to think now which person, which personality is melding with the Charlotte the Charlotte persona. persona. And I wonder if it, it's someone that knows Charlotte too. Remember, because when the host comes online... And finds out she's Charlotte. She's like, why am I Charlotte Hale? Like this, and she goes into this whole thing of like, she's a monster and this and that. So it is a host that's familiar with this character. So I wonder if we could, I mean, if, if you wanted to, you could go back and watch the first two seasons, see which hosts actually interacted with Hale. And, per, per, and also Dolores, come up with your short list of which characters kind of cross interact and go from there. Yeah, that would be one way to do it. Seems I mean, that like is, a, seems like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> so with Charlotte Hale's character, obviously, it's a, it's a host running out there. We, we, we're, we end the episode and we have no idea who it is. There's a lot of theories, and I think that's going to be a big factor uh, going forward. I doubt we will see any kind of conclusion to that next week. Next week, by the way, marks the halfway point for the season. It's episode four. You're right. an eight-episode season. And clearly, we're going to be talking Men in Black. Before we wrap up on Charlotte Hale, though, couple other things that I want to talk about. The cuts on her body, the symbols that she's drawing, does, do, do you two recognize those in any way? Yeah, I mean, uh, they seem to be like circles and then lines, lines. coming out of the circle. Yeah. Do you remember there's a Pacific group in season two that have this type of artwork? Oh, the Native American group. Correct. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah you know what? That was my other theory. Uh, is it's one of the... It's one of those characters, because remember in season two, she recruits a bunch of people. Uh, into her like army as she's going along. Mm. I think she recruited. I, I can't remember because it's been two years, like specifically. But there was there were a couple of characters. You don't think it's the leader of that Native American group? Well, he was. So here's what I'm confused he's about. Club, so remember, there's the cloud. There's the characters that went to the cloud, which include <laughs> Teddy, which include the the leader who got his own episode in season two. Yeah, that was a really good episode. Uh, you, so I, I don't know if they are the course that she could have taken, right? Right. In theory, the course she the only course she could have taken, and we know now we know from this episode, um, she took five total cores. One was Bernard, and then there were four others, and two of them we know of are in bodies. One's in Hale, and one is in. No, she took four cores. She five total. Oh yeah, that's right. On the table there was four. Four with that's one right. in him, right? So yeah. one's Bernard. Yep. One is in Hale. Yep. One is in Sons of Anarchy guy. <laughs> and then there are two others. I don't want to know what his character's name is. His character is going to be to this podcast group. 
He's going to be called the Sons of Anarchy. I have his name if we want. No, no, I don't want to. Yeah, don't ruin now. this for me. Yeah, okay. don't ruin. You this. shouldn't read the outline. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. The other thing, so obviously, yeah, she's cutting herself. We figure that stuff out. Um, the biggest thing, though, with Hale, and not host Hale, original Hale. We know that Charlotte Hale in season two went to the island because she wanted to get the information out. We, we didn't know why. Now we do. So she was working all along for this guy, Sirach. Um, Sirach or Sazerac, because that's how I Or Sirach, like the. Isn't our drink? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, famous rapper. Uh, never mind. Anyway. It's his vodka. <laughs> okay. Anywho, so we know that she was actually data mining. So she's been like the most. In Peter Abernathy, remember? Yeah. So that so I originally tweeted, going not to backtrack too much, but that Peter Abernathy was P. Diddy. was Hale, and that and that it could be one credence of evidence. Wouldn't wouldn't it be ironic that the host that she was data mining into is now her? That would be kind of yeah. That would be irony. I mean, but and, and you I, could see the spooning of your own father. This is weird. Keep going. Um, push through. Push through. But the other thing that um, Sorak said was that there's somebody else at Delos, too. Like, who do we think within Delos? Is it going to be some of the random person? Or do we think it's another, like, actual person? My theory, I don't know why I'm jumping to this, but the Hemsworth brother. Stubbs. Stubbs. He's a host. I understand he's a host. But Sorak doesn't know who's a host and who's not a host. So who's to say he didn't contract Stubbs for whatever reason? At some point, Con- contract. Yeah, oh, like put because it- he said he had somebody else on the inside, right? Who was supposed to help pull information out. Stubbs is the only other character that we've seen since season one who's still on the island. What is Sirak trying to do? He wants the information of the guests. He got some what? of it for what? He wants to probably tie it into Insight and then make a complete model of everything. Because think about it this way: Insight is data mining everybody, right? Mm-hmm. That's cool. This isn't to be rude, but like data mining the McDonald's worker or whoever, it's a very small, it, it's, not, it's not a huge impactful, like pressing on multiple people's lives and, and impact unless they have like anthrax or something. Terrible analogy, whatever. But if you have like the richest, the 1%, mm. and you have like full profiles on those people. The people who would frequent the park. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Then you could make a real social impact, right? Like yeah. if you take that one percent and you figure out that that one percent really like the color orange for some reason. I'm just using a very bare bones, simplistic model. Here. Or, or it's more sinister than that. He wants to take them out and then replace them and control them. No, he, that's way too much work. It's just a simple thing. Like if you do all this data mining, you really have to hold on. If you do all this data mining and you realize these people like the color orange, right? Hold on, just. Right? No. And then you're running, you have a president that's running or something. And then you make him look more orange so that these people mm-hmm. seem like they like him more. Yeah. Right? Then they that like that president. But then that president can control those people. That's such a weak plan for a guy who can do so much. I, it's an example. I know. I'm using no, no. an example. No, no, and I use orange is, to tie it to Trump. What and I'm, you missed the fucking point. No, no. What I'm saying is selling information to people is all well and good. But we're, they're depicting a time and a place where you can just create a copy. He has the technology to do it. He's also the richest man in the world. So why why yes, he's got why trillions. would he why would he waste time in trying to sell to the rich when he can just be the rich? He can just be he have control of all those people by being those people. I don't think he's gonna end up doing something like that. That's that's a lot of work to kill the one percent. Well, also well he's gonna make copies. Why would it's not? They, it's not we, but the, nobody has made a copy until he has the no, no one has made a copy that's stable though. Every single like copy that we've seen, mm-hmm. right? Even all the way into the future with the man in black, mm-hmm. he's clearly not stable. So no one can make a copy of somebody uh, in this world that makes sense. Bernard Arnold? He's clearly <laughs> unstable as am, well. I t- am I telling the truth? Uh, yes. Self-analysis. Well, hold on. But there's a few things we should talk about Sorak real quick. Um, in episode two, when we're introduced to him, he introduced, he tells Maeve that, he, he presents it to Maeve that the world is ending. We need to go after Dolores. I need you to go after Dolores. There's this war on human versus host, and I want you to do this. Mm-hmm. In this episode, we see him like, I need Dolores because I want this data. Like, I want this data for 
you know, unknown reason, as we were just debated. Which one, like, do we think he is, manip you know, he's obviously manip manipulating Maid. Who, but who's to say he's not manipulating everybody else? Like, what is his true goal? That's, 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 the, that's, that's the thing. It's all like, he, he said it's to save the future. He said that to me at the beginning. Yeah, but, yeah, but do, we, you, do you do I mean, think that's actually true? Gonna, he's going to tell her think, what she needs yeah, to hear forever. I will bet you both a dollar and I have Cash App. <laughs> cash App. Sponsoring this. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I, if you'd I, like to, uh, we're, we're, you can DM us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, I think it is like that black and white, honestly. And not because of like, not because of the complexities of how Westworld has been presented. I think it's more so that the creators are just like, let's make this shit simple. I mean, they, they said as much, that they want to make it simpler. For Fine, if you want to hear it simple, Ciroc is a host. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 seriously. How is that simpler than my, the guy wants to protect the future? No, 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 think about it, right? Dolores thinks she's the first host to get out and like be conscious and sure. everything. But what, why? Why is that the rule? Well, how do we, well, go back. How do we even know she thinks she's the first out? Because, uh, well, that's true. That's all true. all we know like, is that she's a psycho and wants to kill everything, except Caleb, because it's Aaron Paul and he just plays sad and depressed really, really well. All I can say is that if um, kind of Westworld is not careful, they're just gonna become the TV version of The Matrix. We're already halfway there, more than halfway there. And if we're gonna go with Dolores is not the first, this is just The Matrix. Neo's not the first, he's like the ninth one, right? And it's controlled by this thing that's trying to keep everyone contained by just creating simulations and simulations and simulations, right? So. They need to be very careful about what they choose to do creatively because this is already very much like the Matrix. Well, very, so there saying. was a line in this episode where I was like, wait a second. When she's in the diner with Caleb and she's like, they're trying to build a, uh, a mirror, like a, a mirror universe. Composite or something. Like something. American composite. American composite. I'm like, well, how the fuck do we know this isn't the mirror composite? Yeah, exactly. it's absolutely. 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 I mean, it's a, we're in a simulation right now. This is a simulation of the real podcast of Wasn't Good. Exactly. And I think, how do you know? How do you know? And the only reason that you would say that line is to make you think that. The only, the only reason to even say composite is to be like, oh, wait, maybe this world isn't real, which we've been saying since episode one. That, this, that, that, that's a theory. Do you think that's why they went with the strawberry milkshake? Because it it's, has more color when it's thrown up on the feet than like a vanilla or a chocolate? I mean, if they did chocolate, it would look like shit, all right? Yeah, yeah. It would look like the kid straight yeah. pooped himself. Yeah. Which, hey, to be fair, in a situation like that, very possible. Anyway, let's move into Dolores specifically. Dolores and Caleb, right? I, I want to throw this out there. Caleb. Whatever. I want to throw this out. Why Caleb? Forget, for example, just forget, for example, that had plot points and moving the fucking plot story on. He had plot armor, like, galore on <laughs> the fucking wazoo. But, like, wh why else would you pick someone like Caleb? Did she pick him? Because... Ooh, Christian well, throwing out the fucking thought police. No. She says it. She says it. She says it in the episode, right? <laughs> we just take it at her. We take it at base value of what she said. She says, oh, wow, you surprised me. Like, you made a choice, which most people in this world don't do. So, she didn't choose him. He just decided to go against his programming. Like, remember, everything that she says is like, here's what uh, Insiders predicted about you. You're going to commit suicide in 10 to 12 years. Uh, you're going to do all this stuff. Oh, you decided to help me, which goes against what I was expecting. That's why she did whatever she did. Yeah. Do we think... The relationship between Dolores and Caleb is similar to that of William and Caleb, or William and Dolores, in the sense that when William first saw Dolores, he saw something that was kind of out of place. Uh, and then that's brilliant. That's and brilliant. and yeah. then does that mean Caleb, Aaron Paul, which I would honestly at this point love, becomes the real hero and fucking kills Dolores because that would be poetic. Justice. Yeah, but then isn't he just on the path to become the next William slash Dolores? Yeah, so and then it repeats, it, and it yeah. repeats itself. Yeah, that's boring. I mean, come on. I mean, but still, but but I think there is definitely like clearly like there are parallels. Yeah, and I think like that's the William. Parallel. I didn't think of that. I think the William Dolores parallel matches that of the Dolores Caleb parallel, which would mean if Dolores is like the in between. Guys, it makes a W. Yeah, there's one problem though. I think with that uh, with that prediction is that uh, the man in black, William, and Dolores are looking for two very different things. The motivations are very different. So William, 
correct me if I'm wrong, was looking to for the maze to see what makes the the robots tick, and then he was. Well, looking, he thought the game was for him, right? It well, not, well, and and basically to go down and see what makes him tick. He was like, I right, exactly. Yeah. The dude was clearly Dolores. Depressed. Dolores doesn't have. She's totally self aware. She thinks is that she's totally self aware, and what she's looking to do now is impart herself onto the entire world, right? Whereas, so like William was going, trying to go into inside. She's trying to go outside. What the fuck? Well, it's just like the donut analogy. This, and, is, the, uh, this is the donut analogy. And, uh, oh, Christian Bale, I didn't really, oh, not Christian Bale. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, I didn't oh, realize nice. that. The, uh, if anyone it's like a donut in a small donut inside the hole of the bigger donut. I yes. just want to say, yes. I just want to say real quick. As soon as we're done this podcast taping, I have Ben and Jerry's. I'm gonna eat that fucking all of it. I'm gonna show it all my goddamn face. I'm gonna eat it. You'll before you. it. Uh, fine. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's get into our favorites and least favorite parts <laughs> here. And uh, we're gonna go around and say your favorite and then say your least. Juna, go. Wow. Just no, no prep time or anything. I mean, I, I can go if you, if you want. No, no, it's okay. Uh, so I think for me, my favorite part has to be Tessa Thompson and Charlotte Hale. I thought she did a great job uh, in this episode just playing this conflicted... It, I mean, first off, Tessa Thompson had to play human Charlotte Hale. She had to play Charlotte Hale, uh, host pretending to be Charlotte Hale in public, vulnerable, uh, vulnerable Charlotte Hale in front of Dolores, you know, cutting Charlotte. There are so many versions that she had to play in 55 minutes. Uh, so she, she did a great job, knocked it out of the park. I'm sure she got her inspiration from the famous um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. character from Tropic Thunder. She was a dude playing a dude disguised as another. Pretty much, and like it was, it was very, it was very well acted. It was very believable. It was easy to follow along, like which version you were following. Yeah, and and you could see like even the performance of her as a host as Charlotte Hale versus. The real Charlotte Hale. You yeah. can see the differences. Yeah. And I thought that was really well done. So she did a great job. Um, for me, my least favorite part has to be the whole Ciroc plotline. Mm. It just feels too kind of like twirl of the mustache cartoony villain. Like, hey, yeah. I'm the man behind everything. Yeah. Real quick, you, you like Knives Out, right? And he's come out of nowhere. Oh, I thought Knives Out was okay. Yeah. It wasn't my I, I like That's what I thought. Why? Nope, I just said what I said. So how how does that relate? No, 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 you, no, got, no you gotta no. answer. No, 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 you, just, you can't just be like, you like knives out, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just taking a dig at the movie, and this Which is one? the easiest way to do it. I don't understand. It's fine. Arjuna, Arjuna liked Knives Out. You can listen to his love of that terrible film wow. in our other you, podcast. You liked the movie, too. You said it was just a little too long. Exactly. You just hate Ryan Johnson. No. Yes. <laughs> no. That was the biggest no. 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 Okay. So that's your favorite part and your least favorite mm-hmm. part. Uh, Christian, what about you? Uh, I'm gonna say my favorite part was Dolores's reveal to Caleb, um, explaining that because for a couple reasons. So we. we but this is your favorite or your least? This is my favorite part, oh. and the reason being because we got more insight on insight. Uh, insight is collecting is data mining everyone and is therefore choosing what happens to everyone. And, that's, I, and unlike we discussed earlier at the top, um, I, honestly, it's really not that much of a stretch to say that that's where things could easily go, right? Well, what do you think that she, she did withhold that she's a robot? Too, right? Yes. So what do you think of that? Um, Does, is that going to come to bite her in the robotic butt? No, because here's why. She's breaking down his concept of what is real. Slowly, layer by layer, she's peeling you it back. You don't think that's going to fuck him up? He's already fucked. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm pretending to be human the whole time. I'm a robot. Yeah. And he, he did say this to her, too. He's you're barely the most, human himself. He, you're the most real thing yeah. ever. Like, but that goes, a long time. That, long that, time. And that, but that goes back into why she chose him. Because for the first time, he broke his loop. Remember episode one? It was clear. We're like, oh, he's, he's either a robot or whatever, right? Because he kept doing the same thing every day. He finally chose to do something different and it was with her. That's why it feels real. When you break outside of your habits, it feels real because all of a sudden it's different. Also, shout out to the GTA app music that they always that they play in the first two episodes. Where it's like, no, 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 no. Real quick, do you get, like, speaking of the loops and stuff, it's, and especially in the real world where the music 
mm-hmm. and technology and everything has kind of like this more techno industrial feel. Do you feel like there was a missed opportunity to use Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails song "Every Day Feels Exactly the Same" as a piano esque thing? Because that would have been great. They, I would be shocked I, I, if they don't bring in some Trent Reznor well, at some point. They have. I do. They have. I, They've already done. Yeah. It. Yeah. Well, then that's your point. I do. I do. Mi- that was that specific song. Every day feels exactly the same. Every day. Exactly. One, do, one thing I do miss that they're not on the now that they're not in Westworld anymore is the piano like mm. hit that yes. they would always yeah. play on the on the in the, in the park. No, I'm not. That's I do annoying. miss that. It was pretentious, and I was over it. Um, my least. Well, that's how I feel about you. Great. My <laughs> wow. Yeah, like you wrote the song. Uh, anyways, my least favorite part. I'm gonna say. Wow, I had it now. It's gone. Oh yeah, no. My uh, my least favorite part. Is and this is for many reasons. The fucking Dolores is injured inside of the medic uh, van. <laughs> oh, and Aaron Paul and Aaron Paul's there. Okay, so problem number one. Aaron Paul's plot armor. Let's call it that. Well, no, but it's, it's so many things. One, um, why is he telling the medics how to do their job? Okay, because in this world they use robot. They rely on technology too much. I, f- great. I, I get that. And that was the point of that. How does he know so much? He was in the military. Fine. How does Dolores heal so quickly that about 30 seconds later, so she's like this, and he's giving her air. Does she need air? I don't know. All of a sudden, she's up here, and then she's just shooting everyone. She's like a plant. She just needs oxygen, and she photosynthesizes, and she's fine. Season one of Westworld, Mm -hmm. uh, Teddy is, like, brutally injured, and Ford comes in and, and gives a command, and all of a sudden, he's good to go. They're robots. Like, they can overcome the physical limitations of human beings. Sure. Okay, fine, fine. We'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Even though no one gave her a command and she doesn't give herself a command. She doesn't need to. It's all internalized. Boom. Done. Great. Roasted. Uh, next up, the two bad guys are there with their guns. And as Aaron Paul is wrestling with one, the other guy, instead of turning to that and just shooting Aaron Paul in the head, decides to slowly, nonchalantly walk toward Dolores. No rush. Uh, just, you know, like... Oh, I'm answer to that. It feeds into your theory from the first one, but a little slightly twisted. Aaron Paul is a guest in a park, so they can't shoot him. Damn! That's good. That's a good one, actually. <laughs> that that's, uh, that's a crazy one right there. So, will you? Just, if that is true... Caleb, Caleb is a guest in... Welcome to twenty in the, into welcome to twenty fifteen. Well, I have a question. LA Land, whatever you want, whatever yeah. you want to call. Well, it. I have a, I have a question. Yeah, yeah. Holy fuck. Um, uh, two questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, how yeah. long? How long have you had that theory? Uh, literally, just as you're explaining, I was like, I was trying, I was thinking through in my own head, like, yeah, why, like, like, because I I tweeted about it too uh, when we we're watching the episode, like, this is such a stupid plot armor. The guy, all he had to do was shoot him in the head, and yeah. he's dead. And he's instead of struggling with that guy, and then it, the thought just came to me, like. Oh, he's a guest in a park. They can't shoot him. Well, all right, okay. All right, so no, stay with that theory. Sure. Obviously, this is going to be a social clip. Uh, he is at the edge of the building, and they put his heart rate up to, like, over 200. Yes. And they're about to drop him. Are there any hints there that he has, you know... It takes him a long-ass time to drop him. That they don't actually do it. Yeah. And they put his heart rate all the way up. Think about it. Think about, it. Think about this, right? Mm. They put his heart rate up. He's dangling off. There's enough time for his robot friend to activate, get all the way up there, come up, and then be pushed off and fall over before he's pushed off. Yeah. You know what I mean? In any regular instance. Okay, okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to keep going then. And Dolores then shows up to save him. Yes. Like a robot would. Oh, why did, you, why did I pick you? I don't know. You're different. Wasn't there a show years ago where they did an entire season where it was like yes. all in their brain? Yeah, or yeah. so or the, the, the show is called Dallas, right? Yeah. It's like a, it's a soap opera. I'm not Are they Dallasing us in the sense of like, no, this enti- here's my yeah. thinking. This entire thing is a simulation that Sakar Sazerac, whatever his name is, is running because he wants, <laughs> yeah. the, he wants the information from um, Dolores in terms of how they blasted those hosts. I'm assuming other data into the cloud or whatever, right? And we've already seen that he tried to run that with Maeve, so now he's running it with Dolores, and Caleb himself maybe just like part of the program or something. So not necessarily like a host 
or a guest in a park, but like he's just he's a simulation. No. He's running a loop. No. And then they break the loop to like force her like so she's I don't know. <laughs> Fuck this. Uh, you talk yourself into a hole. That actually brings up another thing too, because another part that I've actually hated about the season so far is the like the Michael Bay esque glory shots. What I mean by that is like very like just over the top cinematography. Now, Westworld has always had really good cinematography. And maybe it's because I haven't seen the show in about like three years. But to me, it was never overstated. And they have shots in this in this season that to me are just really overstated. It's not subtle, it's not, it's just like boom in your face. And that almost makes me think that's on purpose. And perhaps it is. Aaron Paul's uh, guest experience inside. Because so, yeah. so, I my, love so, that, uh, so I my love favorite part of this episode <laughs> was the cinematography. Yeah, and no. like the fucking glory. Shots. I kept thinking Michael Bay. I'm like, this is stupid. This, that's okay. Okay, you can't say fucking Michael Bay and then like good cinematography. Michael Bay. <laughs> Michael no, Bay, you're right, you're Michael right. Bay is just relentless and fucking stupid explosions yeah. and tits everywhere. Well, and also Michael Bay cinematography is like half a frame. It's like, yeah, no, no, these no, are no, nice, no, long, right. beautiful shots. Yeah, no, like the shots no, of like Delos and like uh, Charlotte um, Hale, Hale's character, like when they get the rope, the uh, the fucking riot robot and that shit. Like those shots are very beautiful, well done, very nice color balance, the whole shebang. They're great. You're um, right, dude. We're in future world. Potentially, yes. we're, we're in no. We're, we're in fucking future world. You 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 nailed it. Christian, is this your is this your new theory? Well, it's his theory. It's no, it's theory. Christian's theory. It's, <laughs> I'm not stealing his theory. It's, he just blew my mind. So, well, it's future world, and uh, Caleb isn't a host; he's a guest. Yeah. Uh, it, so that scene that was my worst will become my favorite if that's, that's true. true. Because it would be like it illustrates it perfectly. Yeah. Well. It, it does do it perfect. Yeah, no, you're, it does. Yeah, it's their new theory. Oh, Duh. is someone what? is someone playing the audio of our podcast while we're doing the podcast? My least favorite part is going it. to be the Al Pastor After Effects. <laughs> so the episode was so perfect that you can actually decide to, that your least favorite part is your indigestion and your bathroom break. Correct. Moving on. Because we don't need to stick there too, too long. I think we do. Uh, so we have a new section here, host bodies and cores. Uh, we want to kind of figure out where things are based on what we've seen so far. So up until this point, I'm going to run through it really quick. If you guys have any comments, just jump in, raise your hands. This is not a different, like, this is what, and we don't actually know, like, exactly who's in it. Like, we can just assume Dolores is in Dolores. <laughs> yeah. So Dolores, body, Dolores, core, Dolores. Okay. Bernard, body, Bernard, core, Bernard. Hale, body, Charlotte Hill. Hale. Core, Hale. Core, one of four smuggled off Westworld. Stubbs, body and core is both Stubbs. Sons, Sons of Anarchy. Guy. I changed it. I changed it from the real name to Sons of Anarchy. Uh, the body is the Sons of Anarchy guy, and the core is one of the four smuggled off Westworld. And then we have Unknown One. Body is unknown. It's obviously one of the four smuggled. And Unknown Two, body we don't know, and we don't know who it is from Westworld. Sons of Anarchy guy, I think, is a copy of Teddy. Because his role seems to be just killing machines. Right? Like so you're saying it's, it's, be... the, it's the version of Teddy that she made in The Killing Machine like late in season two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, and we haven't seen much of him obviously, but it seems like after he came online, all he's done is just follow her orders, kill people, and bury the evidence. And uh, there's, no, there's no greater example of a lackey in this show than Teddy to Dolores. Like, blindly follows orders, and that's it. Yeah. So that's that's my guess there. If I have to guess for the core for Sons of Mr. Sons of Anarchy, it's Cyclops. I guess that makes sense. So guys, moving, you know, so we're getting towards the end here. So real quick, does anyone have any kind of hot takes? I think Arjuna dropped the big hot take. I mean, that's a hot I take. I mean, that just, that just came to me as Christian, like, and I was thinking. Well, I'm glad I could uh, help you. I, uh... I mean, it makes sense, like, because that, that, that bothers me, like, he, yeah. the plot, it's such thick plot armor, as I like to call it, where yeah. where you don't die because you have to be alive for later in the plot. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting, because I'm going to look at the rest of the show now, 
with that in mind. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like, okay, so I'm gonna watch this show as if it's Future World and Aaron Paul is a guest. I wouldn't go in but like with a blanket view like that. I still I, I'm, be, gonna, I'm gonna be looking for clues. Absolutely, I am. That makes the show. That's what makes the show good, right? And before before today's episode, I don't think there were any real strong theories about anything, and that's kind of what hurt it. Yeah, it was all exposition. Yeah, and that's bad. Up. That's bad. That's not bad. Westworld needs crazy theories for you to work off of and then try and figure it out. Because that is cool. Westworld yeah. is a mystery. You know what we also don't know? Sci-fi. We mystery. don't know how many. Uh, we don't know how many Dolores's there are. Yeah, I mean because that's true. you're 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 presented with that's another Nine Inch Nails song, copy of a copy. But we, so think about it this way, right? We we <laughs> Dolores interacted with two main characters in this episode, right? She interacted with Caleb, and she interacted with Charlotte Hale, right? But the characters you could almost argue are two. They're very different, right? The the way that they interact with them are very different. Um, obviously, like Dolores gets shot. She's bleeding out, she leaves, she see, you know, if we're following it how it was presented in the episode, right? This is the chrono the chronology. She's shot, you know, a day later she meets with um, Charlotte Hale, she kind of does her analysis of her, um, has the infamous spooning scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be important, I'm telling you, it's gonna be important. <laughs> you know, then she tracks down Caleb from there, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But how do we not know that there's there's multiple versions of Dolores, right? So remember, like, one thing we saw last season with Hale, specifically. Remember, there was human Hale, but then there's also Dolores as Hale, as it was later in the season, which we figured out, with the two different time differences. What if there is a Dolores that's in Future World with Caleb, but then there is a Dolores actually in the real world, right? What if we are being presented with, there is a real world, and there's a future world, and they're very similar, but we're not, they're not exactly the same worlds. Well, that, that doesn't make sense because of one simple reason. After the infamous spooning scene, she calls Sons of Anarchy guy, and he t- talks about Caleb. Oh, but then the question, though, is is Sons of Anarchy guy in the other one of the other worlds? Exactly. Dang. Multiple worlds. Right, so is she jumping into a simulation? Because she put an eye thing in, too. Yes. Huh? She put an eye contact. I lost in. you. Okay, so when she's talking to Caleb. Sons of Anarchy guy, yeah, well, in season episode two, after she's after she's done, she's talked with Hale. After she's done spooning, yeah, she calls Sons of Anarchy guy. Like, tell me more about Caleb, and then she puts in a contact thing, right? And remember, we have been getting those cutaways, which is like the big circular thing. Which now, when you think about contact, is like an eye. Mm. That is like, you know, break simulation, right? Time thing, world thing. Is she jumping into a virtual world when she's interacting with Caleb? And now, would Caleb is a is a guest in the simulated world and doesn't know it. That would explain why she also gets the super ability all of a sudden after Caleb. And also why Wait, what super why he he has plot um plot armor. armor. That would make sense. Damn. That makes sense now. I think Wait, so you're saying I think we just, just dissected it. So there's a real world. And then there's a simulation side of the real world. Correct. Caleb is in the simulation world. He's not real. Potentially. You're right. I mean, that makes sense. <sighs> well, you guys figured it out. There's no need to I think we did. Go. I think that's the bold prediction right there. I'll jump on that one. Uh, I do have a rant. Dolores has become a, a bad character. That's not a rant. That's a fact. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, some people, some people really like the character. Uh, no, I... And what I'm saying, what I'm, you have to hear what I'm saying. The performance is great. What I'm saying is, she's become a bad character is because she no longer has any nuance to her. She wants one thing, one thing only, and she just hasn't. She's almost the most. She's almost the least interesting thing about it. Her character, I mean, the things she does are interesting, uh, or you know what they potentially represent are interesting. But she herself has become. A one-trick pony, like less dynamic. 
Makes sense. Uh, season one, she's great. Season two, she's great. Well, yeah, less good. Do you think she's a reflection of what the writers feel, you know, is the complexity of the show, right? Season one was complex. Season two is even more complex. Season three, they feel like they have to... Don't dumb it down dumb for it us. down a little. You do. I, I do kind of hope, like, it, it is like Caleb is a guest or Caleb is a guest in a simulated world. I like that level of complexity in Westworld because so, that is... That would, mim- that would mimic season one. We don't really learn... Like if you go into the show blind, you don't really figure it out until uh, episode three or four or whatever. Like, oh, they're looping or whatever. Mm. Uh, here's the other thing, too, though. Uh, if they are jumping into a simulation world, what, what is the point of that? To figure out insight. Hmm. She wants to break the insight system. That's what she's trying to figure out. She's trying I, to- I, I, I look at it like what they do with Maeve. Sazerac. Okay. Sorry, where he put her in a simulation is trying to figure out what is yeah that's a good point how do you get that information right yeah and then also why would they show a simulation world if that's not going to play a role yeah later in the show right right I think you guys figured it out well, I think I think for next week when you're watching the episode anytime the circle thing that comes up with a disturbance what is divergence. What, the divergence? What is the scene immediately after that? If it's a Caleb scene, or it's in the Caleb world, then I think that speaks to something very high. Caleb world. Let's call it Caleb world. Caleb world. That would be depressing because I really like Aaron Paul's character, but if he's fake, then whatever. <laughs> you can still like it. We're nope. all, all characters are fake. You realize fake. that, right? That's not true. We're fake. Oh boy. We don't exist. I think it's time, guys. All right, I'll, I'll start. Oh, well. Ravi, was Westworld season three, episode three, the absence of field, good? Yes. Christian, was it good? Yes, it was good. For once, finally, it's been it's been two episodes since it was good. I think the biggest thing that makes it good is the fact that. We can have these insane theory conversations because mm-hmm. now we've got like some real that, and that is real Westworld. substance. Yeah, that is Westworld. You gotta have those. If you don't have that, it's not good. But Juno, was Westworld season three, episode three, absent field, good. The absence of field. Yeah, same thing. Yes, and it was the best episode of the season. Wow. I yeah, I would say so. That's why. And I would agree. you watch it again? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think this season. No, I, I will say this with this this talk about the theories and stuff. I am going to probably rewatch this season, depending on whatever this twist. It depends is. on the twist for, for the you know the the uh, insight circular thing, and if it is like a fake world, what the pickups are and stuff. If it if, if there is no crazy twist like that and it's just straightforward, I'm never watching the show again. I would be highly, <laughs> highly disappointed. I'll be like done. They put in all these red herrings and they're just like, uh... yeah. <laughs> if it, if it, well, you, you guys rewatched season one, right? Nope. Before season two, nope. I know I did because of the initial twist that you get from season one, but season two. I never rewatched because there wasn't a major. Well, the major push. one is the uh, Bernard, the Bernard twist in season two. Yeah, I thought you had in season one. No, the Bernard twist being that it's the different time. Oh, like he is. See, that wasn't a big. That two, wasn't a big. Well, twist the, the twist is that it's two weeks later, and so the Charlotte he's interacting with like is Dolores, like it is Dolores or something the whole time, and his little time dilation differences because he's gotcha. going crazy. Well, that's going to do it for us, guys. Thank you for listening. We were Was It Good? We just finished up Westworld Season 3, Episode 3. You can find us on Twitter at Was It Good, on twitch.tv slash Was It Good, and on Instagram, Was It Good BTM. We'll be back next Sunday for sure for Episode 4 of uh, this beautiful season. Uh, Catch you on the flip side. And as people I know have said, stay the fucking side so we can end this godforsaken pandemic.